From the Rose City in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon, home of bikes, books, bridges, beards, food carts, startups, and indie coffee. Grab your dog, snatch your hammer and beer, leave your umbrella at home. Welcome to the Tiny House Podcast. It's the Tiny House Podcast. I'm Perry. Hi, I'm Jay. And this is Mark. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, everybody. It's been quite a while. You guys on the, uh, you listeners don't know this, but we haven't been in the studio in two months. Yeah. I think oh, you lost more days weight. or more. It looks that way, doesn't it? Of course, how you're dressed, though, really that tends to, to accent the sinewy uh, aspects mm-hmm. of your physique. I look like a black panther. <laughs> Except for not wearing black, but other than that. Yeah. Other than that, exactly <laughs> like that. Sinewy and... Anyway, let's uh, not go much farther with that. Uh, speaking of, well, actually, let's, so um, who's that famous tennis player that wore the black cat suit? Oh, oh yeah. Serena Williams. Serena yeah, that was pretty cool. I have no, no, I, I only saw a picture of it. I don't know anything else the, about the, it. The head of the, whatever it is, said Wimbledon. you can't wear that. Right. Really? Yes. Yeah. But she said, wore it anyway? No, no, she wore it for one match, oh, but then did. they said she couldn't yeah, wear it. Because, so. because she didn't like it. Basically, right. even though she's one of the best in the world, and it was supposedly to do help with her compression, health because yeah. of compression, because of what she had with her baby. Oh, oh. So she said, "Okay," and then she wore a black a, tutu. A black tutu. Wow, wow! Watch out, people! It was awesome. Is she a Nike athlete? Yes. Was was the thing made yes. by Nike? Yes, it was. That's what I thought. Yeah. Oh, the outfit was yes. the original one. Mm-hmm. I wonder Very if the cool. tutu was. I wonder. Actually, no. That was a different. That was a different designer. Gotcha. But however, like he couldn't like dial her number fast enough. As soon as they found out that the cat suit is out, oh, I so bet. I yeah. Bet, yeah, I'd like to see what she said. Nah, I can't wear that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Since we're talking about sports and culture, how about Black Klansman? I haven't you, seen it yet. You haven't seen nah, it? I love, I just haven't seen many movies. And the other one that you had mentioned a while ago just came out last week. Um, uh, sorry to sorry bother, to bother you. you. Yes. That is, we can't talk about it, but it's amazing. It, you saw it, right? You saw it? Oh, yeah, I saw oh, it opening I night. Seen it. Oh, you did? Oh, God, yeah. I oh, took oh, the boys and that. So, while well, we saw this this week's summer was uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor. Oh, how was that? Oh, so good. It's on demand now. Bring a box of Kleenex. Bring a box of Kleenex. And then, um, sorry to bother you, which is like, you're just going into this movie, you're going in, you're like, okay, you're 45 minutes, and then a scene happens, and you're like, what is happening? <laughs> and it takes a turn that can't be described. Oh wow! It's an amazing film. Okay. The guy did incredible. Well, I got it. I've got to watch it. Yeah. It did so you good. see it? No, or, I didn't. Yeah. I'm still recovering so, from season two of Ozarks. Oh, I oh. just finished that myself. <laughs> we just watched one episode. Oh my god! Stop. It oh. ended kind of in a fizzle. To yeah. Me. Oh really? really? Yeah. You thought it was fizzly? Uh, it got really. Oh close man, to I want to comment, shark. but I'll uh, give it away. Yeah, I know. The dance scenes though are amazing. <laughs> I gotta say, was not seeing that coming at all. Uh, all I can say in summary of season two is never <coughs> underestimate the depravity of someone who has absolutely <laughs> nothing, nothing to lose. To lose. Yeah. Like, it is oh like, my oh gosh. my God, did you just do that? Yeah. From down south. <laughs> sorry, <Yeah>. people. <laughs> Since a lot of our listeners are in the yeah, south. Yeah, sorry, sorry, but you know, watch it. Is it a documentary? Man. Is it not? Hard to say. It Ozarks, was, wait a minute. Ozarks aren't in the South. No, Isn't they're that considered in, the they're, South? No, they're in Arkansas. Oh. Aren't they? No. Yeah, they are. Aren't they? Let's I, don't I don't know. Someone. Hey, <laughs> hey, Alexa, where are the Ozarks? 
The Ozarks is a mountain chain in Arkansas. Really? Yeah. So kind of northy. <sighs> sorry, didn't have your mic, Alexa. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Alexa, I'm so sorry. No need to apologize. Oh, oh. Do we need to ask her the question again? Did no, no, that, that? It, it got, it got yeah. picked up on Perry's mic. Okay, good. So you know, it's it's funny because not I, I can't think of a single character on um, Ozark that I would invite into my Airbnb. Huh? I'd invite the blonde-haired girl. She'd be the, awesome oh, to drink really? with. She'd be fun to drink with. Yeah, she's pretty responsible. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, you know, she's... nobody runs a cat house like her. <laughs> <laughs> she's just really filthy in the mouth. Oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but a great actress. It yes. is really fun to get the opportunity to hang out with the, with the various guests, that's for sure. It and does, they, for sure. They bring all kinds of flavor. Oh, yeah. So I'll try again with the transition. <laughs> Ozark is so interesting. It reminds me of the country. I like the countryfied nature of that, the scenery in that mm-hmm. movie. And mm-hmm. the our guest today has a, a kind of a country-inspired tiny house on Airbnb. Yep. <laughs> That's welcome. Grind those gears, baby. I'm trying. <laughs> it's, it's been 60 days. <laughs> it's been a long time. We have to work on the next set away. Let, let's welcome to the show uh, Roger. His last name is not the way I thought it was. Fitz, Fitzsimons? There was only one of me. Fitzsimon. Fitzsimon. Simon. Oh, yes, good point. Yes, I read that wrong. One is more than enough, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Roger, the first thing, my my, my um, voice sounds really tinny. Mine is suddenly very deep. Yeah. It's not normally like this. <clears throat> Let's try again. I, you didn't know what it is. La, 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 yeah. la, la, la. It's not charging here. $5 a minute, if it is. Wow, we're getting off the rails here. Um. Ooh, that, that never happens. No, that <laughs> so, so Roger, um, we'll get to your tiny house in a minute. But because of your accent, I bet you have a bunch of stories to tell. Yeah, I'm from New Jersey. I fake it for the girls. <laughs> <laughs> well, I used to fake it for the girls. I'm engaged now. <laughs> question it, is, it, what it did you use to fake? It? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm originally from England. It, Are you really like yeah. born, born, raised there? Yeah, yeah. Mm, well, that's weird. I, I was born in the south of England. In a place, a county called Essex, just outside of London. Okay. But then I moved up to Manchester to go to university, and then I moved to Liverpool. Mm-hmm. So my accent is kind of a mixture of north and south. Huh. A lot of Americans which I, who haven't got the English ear, that they haven't been there, or they haven't got European friends, will think I sound Australian, which is really I was weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I a hint of that. Yeah. 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 If you don't sound like Hugh Grant or the Queen, <laughs> think you're then you're probably Australian. <laughs> So my accent is a mixture of north and south. Uh-huh. Like, um, for example, like Scouse is Liverpool. The way I say Liverpool goes goes up a little bit. So I have a little bit of a mix. When I'm in England, when I'm up in Liverpool, they know I'm I'm a southerner. It's like, oh yeah, he's so a southerner. Huh. When I'm in London, they have they're like they have no idea. They know I'm English, but they don't know where I'm from. Oh, interesting. I kind of like it. it. Keeps people guessing. Yeah, that's a good way to keep. People asking sto- asking questions. That's right. That leads to good stories. <laughs> How did you get to the United States? Um, I came to Portland f- to be with my now ex-wife. She didn't work out, but Portland did. Right on. And how long have you been in Portland? Ten years. Ten years. Wow. And so what? When? So you got here ten years ago, and Portland was your first stop coming from England. Um, to live here, yes. yes. To live. I mean, I I traveled across North America for six months after I got out of college. Okay. And when did whoa, you get whoa, out of college? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Back up. <laughs> when did you get out of college? 
I'm sorry, say again? When did you get out of college? Yeah. Well, that was like 20 years ago. Oh, okay. okay. So I, I, I know, I had the same yeah. thought. I, I, traveled, I traveled around, <laughs> and I had this this dream to, to like, meet a girl while I was traveling, and, and you know, and then and then end up living here, and it just didn't it didn't happen. So mm. I went back and worked, and, and then just by weird circumstance, 20 years later, I ended up here, and this is definitely more home than England ever felt. I oh. can't define that, but it just... Just feels like I love it here. Yeah, wow, that's I do too. really interesting. I do too. So the, when people say um, what you just said about the the part of your life you glossed over, usually there's a story in there somewhere. So I'd really like to hear what were the weird events that had had you get here. <sighs> what were the weird events? Well, we'll get to the tiny in, house. Insom- <laughs> insomnia was the beginning, I guess. So I just couldn't sleep at night. So I was going online. I didn't even have a Facebook page then, and I found this website called W-A-Y-N. Where are you now? Hmm. And I kind of got tricked into signing up to it. I got this email from someone I used to know. And I was like, I I never joined any social networking site of any kind. And I thought, oh, okay, I'll just do this. I can't sleep. So I went on there. And the idea of it was it was for travelers. And if you wanted to try and find people that you met while you were traveling then you would try and find them on this site oh so the person that invited me wasn't even on this site was this your future ex-wife no okay so basically it was they some some somehow that she got tapped into and it was kind of a bit of a scam to get people to sign up to the site mm-hmm. i don't know something like that <laughs> so anyway i joined it and i was like huh it's like all these people from around the world. So while I'm up half a, in the middle of the night, can't sleep, someone is in Australia or something has just woken up. So I just got chatting to people. And, um, and so then I just got chatting to my now ex-wife and, and things just kind of slowly evolved in terms of... It wasn't a dating side or anything, but eventually, you know, things led the way they did. And no, no regrets. We're both great people. We just, we just didn't work out as awesome. a couple. Yeah. I mean, every website can eventually turn into a dating site. You just <laughs> if you're on there long enough. Exactly. <laughs> what are you doing? Exactly. <laughs> so, okay. Wow. Interesting. Nice, uh, nice to have you here in Portland. Um, what do you do for work? I'm in optical sales, so uh, I work for a uh, company called Charmont, and I go to all the independent opticians around the whole state of Oregon and Lower Washington. And where do you sell them? Um, so basically, anything, like any single independent optician, I go in and I sell them the frames for what well, you, you don't. You actually have frameless glasses, so you're a really bad customer. On that, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I, I would, I would. I would sell you the side. I see. You know, so um, yeah, that's basically what I do. Huh. And how did you get into? Uh, so, so Roger owns this tiny house called um, Yo Yo tiny, tiny House, house and uh, the pictures on Airbnb. By the way, you Americans, um, including us in the studio, it's Y E O L D E Tiny House. It's spelled the Australian way. Exactly. <laughs> 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 oh, oh yeah. For a, for a little shrimp on a tiny house. <laughs> <laughs> and if you go to Airbnb, the, the pictures there are stunning. And so, thank you. Uh, you're welcome. How did you go about? When? How did you come to the idea of of having a tiny house on Airbnb? Um, when my my now fiance girlfriend moved in. <laughs> Wait a second. You mean your, just your, stop your, right. your future ex wife? Exactly. Sorry. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Sorry, honey. <laughs> <laughs> it's a on the table. <laughs> when, when did you get divorced? 
Uh, oh, God. So that was several years ago. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, continue. Yeah. <laughs> we just Such thought it was a answer. revolving door here. <laughs> Whenever she disappeared, I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> like a really bad comedy I was, movie on Netflix. I was, I was too busy working on the tiny house, and then I turned yeah. around, and she was out there anymore. <laughs> exactly. Oh, damn, we lost another one. <laughs> so uh, Martha moved in with me, and we started going for walks in my neighborhood. Didn't do that so much as a single guy. Just too busy downtown um, doing happy hours. And um, <laughs> and so, yeah, we just started walking around and we were seeing these tiny houses in the backs of people's yards. A Are you in Collie? Huh? No, he's in North. He's in Alberta. I, I live in the Alberta Arts District. Right, okay, yeah. perfect, yeah. So, I mean, I say, you know, every... Every block or two, we'd we'd spot we'd spot one and be like, "Huh, what's what's this all about?" Hmm. And um, I had a garage. I'm saying that in an American way now. You are. <laughs> I could garage. say could say garage, garage, garage. Yeah. for See my what, carriage. Yeah. Or think, when I, when I moved here, I thought we all spoke the same language. No, no we no. don't. Yeah, like I was calling these shorts, these pants I have on knickers, and then my my neighbor next door, who's from London, just kind of laughed at me. Yeah, knick- knickers are what ladies. What, what we call panties. Yeah. Pants for ladies. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So anyway, so I, 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 I know I'm going on a tangent. I'll come back no, to the we, tiny house. This show is all about tangents. It's all about Oh, good. That's, that's my forte. Um, so basically, I came here and I was like, okay, this is going to be easy. We all speak the same language, and I kind of came here like, you know, okay, I'm proud to be English. I, I'm not going to change people, and and life was just too difficult. So then I. Realized I had to adapt. Right. I had to How speak. Was life sl- I had to speak slower, and because the thing is, the English mumble a lot. We stick all the words together into one big long word, and it's called a sentence. Right. You <laughs> guys you are drink? a lot more pronounced and clear. Oh. And also, like, just so how we pronounce words. Like one word I have to say in American way now is water. If I'm if That's I'm traveling down in Grants Pass and I say, right. "Can I have some water, please?" They they like your name is Walter. <laughs> <laughs> so I've had to adapt to the certain words that I say in an American w- way just to help my get by. Huh? And you know, so yeah, I've I've slowly adapted. And I mean, my so you you probably say I don't sound American, but my my Amer- English friends would be they they can hear change. Um. So. I don't think I'm ever going to lose the accent, but anyway, yeah. back to the tiny house. Yes, you so have you're a walking down the street. So walking yeah. down the street, <laughs> having a <laughs> seeing these. And we were like, huh. So I had this garage, I had a, uh, a garage at the time, and the, the door to get into it was opened into a back alley. And when I first bought the house, I'd be out there chopping down vines and, you know, to get access for the car. Nobody else was bothering. And so I gave up, and so it was just storing junk. And I just like, you know what? I don't really need that space. I can probably get rid of the most of the stuff in that garage. And so we said, hey, maybe we should look into building a tiny house. Plus, it would help. I'm, I'm in a pretty small house as it is. And um, to have another accommodation for when my mum comes to visit from England, stuff like that, it was kind of a, a good idea. So... Um, so we were thinking about it, and then we went to the Alberta Street Fair, and there was a guy there with a stall that builds tiny houses. So I arranged for him to come down. And we had this very simple idea because we would just we'd watched HGTV. It doesn't cost hardly anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cheap. Who was know. the guy? Can I ask who he was? At the booth. At the booth? I, I honestly can't remember. Okay, no. keep going. So, and he's not he's not the guy in the end. So okay. Anyway, so this we didn't marry this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't work out. Um, so, so he came out 
And so I had this idea that we were just literally going to convert the garage. It was going to be right. easy, just like, right. you know, a lick of paint, a little bit of remodeling. And he was like, no, the foundation's wrong. The walls are built wrong. And it was just, we'd have to rip it all down and build from scratch. And the budget was, was like twice what I was thinking it would cost. And I was like, okay, this whole idea is just it's not going to work. $10,000 instead of five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. At least a zero on okay. that. And yeah. so, um, and so I was like, okay, that was kind of a fun dream for a little while. And I just gave up. And Martha said, we will find a way. And I was like, sure, whatever. And I just forgot about it. And then by pure... You like her. Huh? Yeah, we, we like, like her. We, no, I, I kind of like her too. We like yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she's kind of awesome. And um, she's, I mean, I'm a dreamer, and, and so is she, and that's kind of why we're together. And um, so basically, she just kept it in mind, and I say keep it in mind, that's a negative comment. I didn't realize what keep it in mind meant. I, I actually took it as like, oh, good, you, you might do it. <laughs> actually, keep it in mind means probably not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, get another little tangent there. So then um, we, we got a, a little click on our Facebook page from a neighborhood group that we're part of to say I, somebody had a spare ticket to an expo downtown. To a tiny house expo and we weren't even looking again we saw this like wow we didn't even know this was happening so uh, we got the ticket we bought another one and we went down to one of the expos mm -hmm. and so these are all of these tiny houses on wheels so we went around and we were checking them all out and um we found these guys that we liked and uh we thought okay we arranged a meeting to go look down at their warehouse mm -hmm. And we did the whole tour, and we sat down and went through the specs, and right. and and we bumped into someone else that was visiting there, mm -hmm. and we got on with them, and we exchanged details, and then um, and they happened to mention like their concern was the fact if it's on wheels, it's not necessarily like uh, legal to rent out. Shh, and don't tell anybody. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> So just whisper the rest of the story. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, anyway, th there were there were technical issues, and hey, I've got a green card. I want everything has to be above board. <laughs> with me. So um, we were, so we were like, oh, okay. So then maybe this is this is another setback. But but I was back into the believing phase now. I was like, okay, I'm with Martha now. We're going to find right. a way. Right. So we got chatting to this lady. We bumped into there, and then she mentioned about these guys up in battleground. And what they do is they build the unit off-site and then they deliver it and then they set it up onto a, a base frame. And so it's it totally cuts out the uh, the whole wheels. They can build them on wheels too, but in the county that I'm in, there's issues with that. And uh, she said, that, yeah, these, these guys have done a lot of research. These, these guys seem really good. You should check them out. So if we hadn't have seen that post on Facebook about the... Uh, the tiny house expo. expo and if we hadn't have had that specific appointment and bumped into that lady then we wouldn't have found out about wolf industries in in battleground but isn't that the i mean isn't that true like all the best stories yeah it right? is they're yeah. so it's like it's such a serendipitous sort of and circuitous to my favorite words yeah. circuitous, circuitous and travel. serendipitous it's never a straight line it was my density so back to the future term, destiny. Yeah. <laughs> this all just happened. And um, so we met with the wolf guys. Right. And, uh, um, and uh, yeah, we, we, we signed up. And, and then that, so that was in January of this year. Mm -hmm. And so then they, then we went through the whole process of the permits. And, and they built it all off-site. And because the basic uh, frame and design of it, a lot of that had already been signed off. 
because they make the same thing, more mm. depending on size, again right. and again. Right. So that cut out a lot of the initial red tape. There was mm-hmm. plenty more red tape down the line. Um, so, uh, yeah, so then we had, we had it built. And because I travel around the whole state, I love stopping in little antique stores. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I've just been picking up little knickknacks and and all from all over the state, mm-hmm. collecting all up for the last couple, like year and a half for the tiny house. So we, and then we were like, okay, how can we incorporate this? And so, and one of, one of the, I think one of the coolest things that people have said when they've, they've stayed at the tiny house is the petrified wood sink. Mm, I saw that picture of that. And we first saw that in a little antique store down in Eugene. And I was like, oh my God, I need that in my life. <laughs> <laughs> this, this should be the I'm first. I'm going to design the house around the sink. Yeah. Yeah. Well, That's what I do too. Buffer found out afterwards that, that often one of the first things you buy is a sink. Right. Or a door. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, so, yeah. so I wanted to buy it right there and then. I was like, oh my God. And I didn't yeah. even care about the size of the thing. It was right. really long. And Martha's like, let's keep it in mind. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, and I was like, okay, there's no rush. I can just, you know, so I, I, I walked away. I go right. to Eugene every month anyway. Right. So I could just buy so it. Something's going to go time. anywhere. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's pretty heavy. So um, <laughs> anyway, um, so I just started looking online for these things. And there's a website that just has a gazillion of these things and you just choose one you wanted so I ended up buying it last Black Friday mm-hmm. it was like 30% off right. free shipping and, I, right. and I'd been looking for a while like, yeah, that's the best right. deal I'm going to get so right. that was the first thing I bought for the tiny house that's awesome Black mm-hmm. Friday so and then there's other things in the tiny house that I've physically built myself like the barn door which was just wood we'd been mm-hmm. collecting up from Everything free outside of a farm to parts of the garage that we kept and we put back into the door. Right. And, and I built some shelves in the kitchen from some old rustic wood that was a table in the in the garage. And so yeah, we've tried to recycle and, and use things and so you, know, you did give it a end up tearing feel. down the garage. Yeah. And then putting this putting this in its place. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting. So when the guys build this thing off site, does it have a floor when they build it or how and then when they get it to your location, what do they put it on? So they actually have they, they build it on a trailer in their mm-hmm. warehouse. Mm-hmm. And then when they deliver it, they actually like it's like this family business yeah. and like one of the brothers is this like uber cool engineer mm-hmm. and he created this trailer that can twist and turn and bend and so when they deliver it in because when, when I actually signed up for them, the first meeting, we, we had one of the guys come, Derek, to our house. To look at the site. Because we have like a driveway and it had to be able to get up there and mm. get into the space. Right. And it's like, yeah, this is doable. Mm-hmm. So then they delivered it on this this special um, engineered trailer. And then they then pushed it up the driveway with this bobcat. And, and that was an amazing thing to see. It took about an hour and 20 minutes and there's two guys on walkie-talkies and it had to go up the driveway, but then it had to move over to the space. And it was just an amazing thing to see this whole thing happen so quickly. And then they basically have these, these metal pillars that are underneath that have been cemented in and they, they put it on these humongous metal clamps. So it's actually initially way higher than what it ends up being. Mm-hmm. Then they pull this trailer away. Then they build the foundation underneath the wooden uh, foundation. Then and then they, drop they, it they, they, they lower it down. I right. see. What's the name of this company? Wolf. Wolf Industries. Two Fs or one or an E? So W-O-L-F. Oh, L-F. Okay. 
W's and R's are generally a struggle for me. So Wolf and Ver. I met them at the expo um, this this last expo in the spring. Hmm. So shout out! They have an invitation probably in their Facebook inbox. Yeah. Okay. So, so is it considered a? Exterior bedroom. Uh, I mean, because you didn't build it on site, so you didn't need a building permit, right? Yeah, we need. Well, yeah, we needed a. Um, I guess the permit was done. They already had this permit. They had to make some minor alterations from the previous year. Okay. So the building permit had already been done, um, and then as they were building it, they had someone coming out that was fairly local to them that could inspect things as as they go. So that kind of sped up the whole building process. Hmm. But a Washington permit guy or a, a Multnomah County guy? Well, actually, the, the guy, the in terms of the building permit, it, the it did the guy could do the guy in in Battleground. He said was that she it was fine. Okay, there was a crossover okay, for okay, that. Gotcha. Huh. It was more the installation <laughs> that then that was the whole. That was when the city got involved. Yeah, gotcha. That's interesting. I'd love Very to know what that code was and who that guy was. Mm-hmm. Because um, he's not a park model guy, right? Because park models are on wheels. They're their own. Are they on wheels? All of them? Park models? Mm, maybe not. I don't, huh. Yeah, I don't know. Love to hear that story. I mean, so we we were the as, as far as I know, we were the first commercial one of its kind to come into Portland. They'd done from several Wolf. from Wolf. Yeah, they'd, they'd done several in in uh, in Washington, mm-hmm. and we were one of the first ones to actually come in. So we were kind of the guinea pigs, which was why there was a lot of. Why they Learning. didn't say, why they didn't tell you that uh, they would keep it in mind. <laughs> 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 your, uh, your tiny house dominates their portfolio. Oh, it's, weird, it's weird how they have it set up like that. Anyway, so, so this was back in January when you had the twinkling in your eye and then you had this thing put up and it was ready to go by when? Bam. Well, we got the Airbnb up when we got the short-term rental permit at the end of July. So how long I, did it take you to get your permit? Which which one? The Airbnb permit. So the short-term rental permit was about a month because we kind of it was right in the middle of the summer and yeah it was like really a that's relatively short. But I think as well what was going on the legislation that came in on the first of August right. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot going on of people trying to get all of their permits and plans right. sort of signed off mm-hmm. before that. Right. And even though we'd had our pa- our plans signed off back in February. Right. I was still sweating minor bullets until I got that final permit that we were then going to be able to Airbnb it. Because I wanted that flexibility with Airbnb so that I could then block it off when I had family visiting from England. And so to finally get that permit was the biggest relief. Mm. Yeah. So for those of us that um, are not familiar with either the Portland regulations or Airbnb, <clears throat> Not all cities require permits. Most larger ones do, mm-hmm. or more. Even within larger cities, some of the smaller neighborhoods actually require a permit. So, mm. you just like a building permit. Sorry, <coughs> just like a building permit, you need to um, provide copies of your floor plan, and then you, they will permit you for a certain number of people, certain number of beds, mm. a certain type of rental, short term versus wow. long term. Um, so they really dominate. They really tell you what you can and, and cannot do. And so in some regards, people think it's a really, really great idea because it really controls the quality of the short-term That's rentals true. in Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand, of course, there are a lot of people that are don't have permits. So I figure. Um, and so it's it's a quite a 
I guess you would call it controversy, and not only in the short-term rental business, but also in Portland. Hmm. So glad to hear that you jumped through all the hoops and crossed all your T's and dotted all your I's, because I know someone else with a tiny house that was on on Airbnb as well, and she did not get a permit. And they hmm. came in and fined her, I think, $7,000. I mean, it was just For some what? ridiculous. Well, because, number one, she didn't have a short-term rental permit, but then they also discovered her tiny house at the same time. And it was in uh, violation of all kinds of rules. Hmm. Um, and so she got busted on both fronts. It was pretty. It was hmm. a not pretty picture. Hmm. And the new legislation that came in on the 1st of August, basically there's like a ten to $15,000 dollar permit fee that they've been pushing away and right, saying, right, right. encouraging mm. you to build tiny houses. Right. And that's kind of backfired a bit with the whole, they were hoping it would increase the long-term rental market. Oh, you're talking about ADUs, yeah, accessory ADUs, dwelling yeah, unit development yeah. fees. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So as of the 1st of August, um, if you hadn't didn't have the plan submitted and, and accepted, then there was this significant additional fee. I Otherwise, they... you couldn't Airbnb for 10 years. <sighs> Oh, my oh gosh. wow. Well, and that was another thing, too, that the Air- Portland has also changed the rules about the um, ADUs. So, yeah, that what he's specifically referring to is a regulatory change with Portland. Um, here in Portland, they've been waiving the development fees for all ADUs. However, as of August 1st, they've now decided we're going to waive all of the development fees for all of the ADUs unless you're going to rent it on Airbnb. Mm. In that case... We feel they feel, anyways, is this part of controversy? They feel as if the short term rentals are actually contributing to the high rental rates. Um, and so they, they think that you should be building uh, long term stock instead of short term housing stock. So they're basically um, penalizing people that are building ADUs for short term rental because they are um, not building for general population housing stock. Right. Does that make sense? Or they're taxing them because there's some, it's a bigger moneymaker. Right. And that's what they do too, right? Yeah. Tax the homeless because yeah. it's a bigger home with more square footage now, theoretically. Yeah. And there's a double sting. So the development, f- um, this fee that they, mm-hmm. they were uh, saying you didn't have to pay, if you say, okay, I'm not going to pay that fee, I'm not going to Airbnb, then right. you change your mind a year down the line and say, okay, I'm going to pay that fee now, I want to go Airbnb, it's gone up 50%. Wow. Hmm. Well, the other thing is, too, is, again, I'm, I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> I really do, because it penalizes, it penalizes people that are considering a short-term rental. Most people that do short-term rentals, correct me if I'm wrong, Roger, or let me ask you, let me ask in a formable question. Um, and see if you get it right. And see if you get it right. <laughs> Uh, would you ever consider a long-term rental in your ADU? We've actually put in plumbing. So if we wanted to put in a washer-dryer, okay. then we have that mm. option. Okay. So we've kept our options open. Down the line, it's something we want to have available to do if we decide to do that. Okay. So as far as return on investment, however, had you considered the differences between your rent of collection possibility for a long-term rental versus a short-term rental? Yeah, short-term rental was definitely the better option. Well, that's that's the re- and that's the reason I think why the city puts that tax on it is because you're making so much more money short-term renting it than long-term renting it, and it's 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 like a hotel. Mm-hmm. And so all hotels in the city are Pay always taxed. That's yep. right. Yep. And so you're a hotel, you're going to be taxed. The great thing as well about going short-term isn't just the return on investment. It means as well. I can book it out for a month if my mum's coming to stay. Yeah, that's right. So mm. when you've got a long-term renter, you can't do that's that. That's a good point. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. 
I've actually stopped allowing long-term rentals. My longest term right now is 14 days. I had to stay for 28, which was not horrible. Um, but I felt like I was on pins and needles for 28 straight days, like with the same guest in my house. So I have very high expectations about um, my guest experience being a five-star experience. Super easy to do, quote-unquote, for one day or two mm. days or four days. Mm. Try to have a five-star concierge yeah. experience for 28 yeah. days. Yeah. Like, it doesn't... I was, I was really freaked out that I would screw yeah. up like in the last three days <laughs> yeah. and I'd end up getting two stars right. when you know they'd been there for a month so right. um, for me the long term rental um, wasn't necessarily a good thing not mm. because of the difference in in the fee because they still paid the short term rental fee they just paid it for a whole month um, but it really had to do with my perception of of the service that I was providing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I only charge, at the time, I was charging $25 for cleaning. Mm-hmm. And they were for there for 28 days. So I still changed the bed once a week and got them fresh towels and emptied the garbage. And it was like, for 25 bucks, I did that for a month. Probably not my best uh, financial plan there. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I agree. I, I love making my guests feel at home. And I really want to, like, give them that premium service and it's been a lot of fun i mean we've only, we've only been going for like five weeks but we've met some great people and it just get a real buzz that they're getting a kick out of the love and attention we put into our tiny hmm. house i mean they keep saying like it takes them like several days and they're still discovering things hidden around we have all these little knickknacks and surprises everywhere and so they're experiencing all, all the time and effort we put into it, which is a real kick. Interesting. So give us a uh, verbal tour. Tell our listeners sort of what they can expect from your tiny house. Um, how many square feet, um, like the basic amenities, and also what inspired that particular floor plan? So um, it's 300 square feet, and it has a ground floor bedroom and a bath and shower. Um, and we, we had certain limitations within the Wolf Industries design. It could have been a little bit bigger, but that was the basic size that would work for the space it was going mm-hmm. into. Mm-hmm. And so you, you basically walk up a driveway. Mm-hmm. I have this painted post at the end of my driveway because when I've had parties back in the, back in the past in the day in my single time, um, people will often struggle to see our house number. Mm. Right, and so I wanted when people turn up, whether they're coming in a, you know, if they've hired a car or whatever way they're arriving, I wanted them to be able to spot the place really easy. Mm-hmm. So I paint. I, I was going to get like a, one of those like fence posts, and I went down to this Wingclaven store and I found this bed post, and so I painted this bed post with all these different scenes. There's like the skyline going around three sides of the post. There's Multnomah Falls and all these different Portland scenes on the post, so they can spot that from a block away. Right. Is there a picture of that post on your Yeah, on it, it should be down towards oh, the no, end. You pulled that post to Instagram. No, it's it's on the Airbnb page. Um it's on the Instagram towards the bottom too. Okay. And one of the I love the uh the idea of the McMinniman's passport. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've created a tiny house passport. Oh, oh fun. So um Basically, you've got the post, which has all these different scenes of Portland, but there's also things like food carts on there. Right. There's, there's a glass of wine. There's a pint of beer. And so the idea is there's two things hidden in the tiny house. There's a really tiny picture of, a, of Jeff Goldblum, who oh. we, we love Jeff. 
<laughs> our ultimate goal <laughs> is to have Jeff Goldblum stay in our tiny oh. house. Classic. And give us 10 out of 10 Goldblum <laughs> recommendations. That's classic. So that's our ultimate goal. Right. And then we also, I'm also a massive Star Wars fan. And somebody, <laughs> we had a little tiny housewarming. And somebody gave me this tiny little picture frame of a Boba Fett stamp. So that's Kay. also hidden in the tiny house. Okay. So they have to find one of those. Um, Hollywood icons and take a selfie with it and post okay. that on our Instagram page right. which is Ye Old Tiny House 2018 right and then they have to find two things off the post and post selfies of those two things it can be something as simple as a food cart or it could be the Portland skyline or the coast or so they so it gets them involved it's a bit of fun and then if they do that then they they text us to say it's on the Instagram page and then we get them two free drinks at our local Irish pub. Nice. Around the corner, TCO Oh, Leary's. that's awesome. It's just did, a bit, bit very of fun. fun. Did so, you paint the post? I did paint the post. I love to paint. I paint windows as wow. well. I have those in the courtyard area. and um, That's pretty cool. So okay. they see that as they come in. Then they walk up the drive. And the first thing they're going to see is the round window of the, the back of the bathroom. And I love, I've always loved round windows. I used to live by the coast back in England in a, a town called Southport, and we had a round window, and oh. it was just magical. Hmm. And I've always wanted one, and so the f- that was one of the things that I specified. I wanted to have a round window in there. And it, it look, you see, that's the first thing you see. And then, so you've got the tiny house in front of you, and then the doorway is down a walkway on the right hand side, about halfway down. So you you walk down this walkway and there's like windows on the fence of some and I paint windows I paint scenes onto the glass so mm-hmm. you've got that to to look at on the way and then you walk up a metal staircase and then you walk into the tiny house and you're walking into the living kitchen area and so you've got like a breakfast bar there that I made and you've got the uh, the kitchen with like patchwork work, patchwork uh, quilt backsplash. Which basically, you know, um, Pratt and Larson tiles? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. They made tiles, but what we did is we just got all the closeouts, like leftovers right. from different jobs, right. and created this, these, all these different colors and styles right. on the back. And then you, you'll look over and you'll see the barn door that I made. Right. And then that walks into the ground floor bedroom, which has a queen size bed. And then if you turn around and walk back up to the front of the tiny house, then you go into the bathroom with the petrified wood sink. Right. And then we have the uh, the bath shower, and the the shower rail is an old vintage Portland map. One of the things we were going to do for the uh, the, piney, the tiny house passport was mm-hmm. you had to find our house on, on the, the on the map. Oh. But it's like really tough. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever going to do this. <laughs> so we, we we scratched that one and made it simpler that you right. just had to find one of the Hollywood icons and then do two things off the post. So. Oh, cool. that's adorable. That's a really really great idea. I'm totally going to steal. <laughs> <laughs> Totally going to steal that It'll idea. It'll just be tiny house icons, though. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's D. Williams, Finder. I don't know. <laughs> well, I have a similar thing. I, I mean, I have a little thing. So at the end, I have what's called a hap, uh, handy household handbook. Um, because tiny houses are really unique about, you know, how they work. And, and mine is. And so, you know, like, for instance, I have a composting toilet. So people have to, like, read the instructions on how to use it and that kind of thing. So at the very, very end of my house, uh, my handbook... 
Never mind. I'm not going to tell everybody in the public. They have to. Oh. Let's just say you have to read this fine print. There you go. Okay. Can I ask for some editing? I want to take my Tony House passport idea off this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So the, just on the plumbing, it's all plumbed into our plumbing. Right. Straight into the house. So right. So yours is like a normal house. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so there's no special instructions required. Uh, yeah, and it's it, it it feels very spacious because it's like ten ten foot high right. to the ceiling, yeah. so yeah. that creates a lot of space. And then we built the shelves in the kitchen, open shelves because we'd read if you put cabinets, it can just close things down. Mm-hmm. So it, it feels like a caboose, right? Like when we first uh, it had looks it, like that. It, when we first had it, we were like, okay, we we want to stay in here, right? And before we got the permit, we couldn't rent it out anyway. And then we we were we were lying in the bed and we put on the little TV and we found Cat Baloo. And the opening scene of, do you know Cat Baloo? Yes. It's like a Lee uh-huh. Marvin movie mm-hmm. yeah. and um, Jane Fonda. And it starts off on a train. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm, we're lying on the bed and these two long shelves all the way along down the bedroom. Right. And I'm like, it feels like we're on a train and a caboose because it's raised up about the same right, height as right, well. Right. And then Martha suddenly likes on her phone and she finds like a, a train sound effect. Right. <laughs> it's just, it's we just like really Martha. Cute. Yeah, we do like Martha. <laughs> Next interview, we're going to have to bring her too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we're we're good for the show. A uh, little clunky ending there. I'll get, I'll get back into the swing of things after. Okay, the, shut up. <laughs> after the next two episodes, I'm sure. But thank you so much for being with us, Roger Fitzsimon. Yes, correct. Thank, thank you so much for inviting me. It's been a blast. It was, great. It was wonderful hearing your stories and uh, hearing about your ADU slash tiny house and. Um, uh, listeners, if you're interested in visiting Portland and the wonderful Albert Arts District area, check out Ye Old Tiny House. That's Y one E O L D one other E Tiny House on Instagram or Airbnb. Mention Tiny House Podcast and he'll toss in a free can of haggis. There you uh-huh. go. <laughs> <laughs> can I just say on the Instagram, it's Ye Old Tiny House 2018. Very good. There right, you go. Because there's more than a few of those, apparently. Apparently, yeah. Who the fuck? See you next time. Bye. See you on the flip side. Thank you for listening to Tiny House Podcast. To find us online, go to tinyhousepodcast.com, where you will also find our show notes, if you remember to put them there. Our logo was designed by the amazing Carolyn Maine. Our website is hosted by the gang at Sightcast. Our theme music is by Oma Studio. Please go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating, or whatever. You tiny house-loving bastard. Tiny House Podcast is probably made in Portland, Oregon. <laughs>